Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally, not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. This is Dr. Dan. Historians have continually warned us not to disregard the lessons of history, lest we repeat future tragedies that could have been avoided. Nevertheless, human history is filled with a constant repetition of past disasters. Whether acting out of ignorance or treachery, we seem to be addicted to a repetitive cycle of choices, already proven to have been catastrophic, as if they will somehow lead to an outcome that is good and beneficial for all. In our world today, and specifically here in the United States, we are once again flirting with international socialism as the supposed panacea for all societal problems. The promoters of this concept driven by greed and a lust for power, seek to rule the world for their own personal benefit. As usual, they rely on a group of supporters to whom they have promised a share of the spoils. These useful idiots, being ignorant of history, fail to realize that they are the sacrificial lambs without value once they have sold their brothers and sisters into slavery. If you grew up in America in the decades after World War II, you lived each day with the threat of annihilation from the communist dictatorship in Russia. They were our mortal enemy. You practiced duck and cover in school in case of nuclear war. You saw the murder of East Germans trying to escape and heard stories of atrocities behind the Iron Curtain. You saw a Russian satellite, Sputnik, fly over your home, and you saw Russian dictator Nikita Khrushchev pound his shoe on the podium of the United Nations, threatening to bury us and destroy our country with nuclear warheads. Subsequently, as the Berlin Wall was torn down, we learned firsthand the economic and social failure of socialism and the bleak hardships of daily life in communist Russia. Stories of the gulag, torture, murder, and human rights violations allowed us to understand the inevitable transformation of socialism into totalitarian 
communist dictatorship. But here is our problem today. Americans born after 1990 have no memory of the Cold War or the fall of the Berlin Wall. No memory of World War II, Korea, Vietnam, or Iran, the hostage crisis. No personal knowledge of the disastrous failures of socialism. They are also victims of a deliberately substandard American education system in which they never learned American and world history, creative writing, math and science. They lack the ability to assess facts and reach logical conclusions. They think and act based on herd mentality from biased social media interactions with their peers. Rabbi Joachim Prince, a vocal advocate for the civil rights movement in America, was a rabbi in Berlin, Germany, until he was forced to flee in 1937 by the Nazi regime. On August 28, 1963, at the March on Washington, Rabbi Prince spoke right before Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s famous I Had a Dream speech. This excerpt from that speech is relevant to our discussion on Freedom Forum Radio today. And I quote, When I was the rabbi of the Jewish community in Berlin under Hitler regime, I learned many things. The most important thing that I learned under those tragic circumstances was that bigotry and hatred are not the most urgent problem. The most urgent, the most disgraceful, the most shameful, and the most tragic problem is silence. A great people, which had created a great civilization, had become a nation of silent onlookers. They remained silent in the face of hate, in the face of brutality, and in the face of mass murder. And from Rabbi Prince's speech, we have our lesson in history. Not everyone disregards the past. Evil never sleeps. It uses the lessons of past failures to achieve success in the future. We can no longer accept being ruled by the arrogant global elite and their authoritarian allies who plan to take away our natural law rights and freedom and rule the world themselves. As patriots, it is our duty to reach out to neighbors, friends, our children and our grandchildren, to teach them American history, engage in discussions about natural law rights and the Constitution, and help them understand the dismal failures of collectivism and tyranny. After our commercial break, my guest on Freedom Forum Radio will be Alex Newman, an award-winning international journalist, educator, author, speaker, investor, nationally syndicated radio host, and consultant who seeks to glorify God in everything he does. 
In addition to serving as president of Liberty Sentinel Media, Alex hosts a nationally syndicated radio program and has written for a wide array of publications in the United States and abroad. He currently serves as a contributor to the Epoch Times, a correspondent for the Law Enforcement Intelligence Brief, foreign correspondent and senior editor for the New American Magazine, and a writer for WorldNet Daily. Our topic for discussion will be, what happens if the left wins? Alex Newman, it is my honor and privilege to welcome you as a guest on Freedom Forum Radio. Well, it's an honor and a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, Dr. Dan. I uh, really appreciate all that you're doing and appreciate you having me on. Well, Alex, you have an incredible and an impressive history. And I want to highlight one specific accomplishment before we get into the meat of the interview. Uh, and I know this will be of importance to my audience. In 2019, you and a coalition of high-profile Christian leaders formed Public School Exit, the nation's premier ministry working to rescue American children from the horrors of government education. The organization exists to facilitate a massive exodus from public schools by raising awareness and knocking down barriers for parents, pastors, and children. The reason that's so important uh, locally here is about 15 to 20 percent of the school children in Cherokee County are homeschooled. It's something that we really appreciate here. Uh, it's very important to the parents, and I congratulate you. That was a great accomplishment. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. It's something that uh, I truly believe, Dr. Dan, the, the whole battle for freedom is going to hinge on what we do to address this single issue. Uh, and, and it's not one of those sexy issues. It's, you know, you don't, you don't pack out a stadium to talk about education. It's kind of considered the, the purview of policy wonks, but it is, I believe, the single most important issue. If we continue, and I'll just, I'll just say it very bluntly, if we continue to allow the government to indoctrinate 80% of our children, depending on where you are, right? Some, some places more, some places less, but about 80% of American children are stuck in these indoctrination centers masquerading as public schools. If we continue to allow this, we are going to lose on every single other issue. They're going to take your guns. The border's never going to be secure. Uh, your taxes are going to keep going up. The government is going to bankrupt this nation. All of the freedoms that we take for granted are going to be gone because they are turning our children into Marxist revolutionaries who are far more dedicated to the revolution than, unfortunately, even we uh, American adults are to preserving our civilization. So I believe it's the most important issue we could be facing. Uh, and, you know, we, we we still run into a lot of people who don't see it our way. Uh, these are people I consider friends, people whose opinions I respect, but people say, well, we just have to fix the schools and we just have to run for school board. And you know what? I respect that view. If, if you feel called to run for school board, fine. But as far as I'm concerned, we need a fundamental rethinking of this whole thing. Why did we trust the government to educate our children in the first place? What was the, the reason that led Americans to trust the government to educate their children. And the reason was we were deceived. We were lied to. The people who did this had nefarious intent from the very beginning. They deceived Americans into believing that this was going to work out well. We have now 150 years in the rearview mirror to see it did not work out well. In fact, it, it has our civilization, our country on the brink of collapse. 
And, uh, you know, when people say they want to reform the system, I just, you know, I'd, I'd rather reform my cancer. I, I'm not interested in reforming a cancer. I'm interested in getting rid of the cancer. And it doesn't mean I'm anti-education. I'm the most pro-education person you could find. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm anti-teacher, right? Just, just like you're not anti-farmer for saying that the collective farms in the Soviet Union don't work. You're not anti-teacher for saying that the collective brainwash camps in the United States don't work. We've got to reimagine this. And I do believe it is the single most issue. So that's why we started Public School Legs. And I'm actually just a volunteer. I have a fancy title. I'm executive director, but um, I'm a volunteer. I, I spend quite a bit of my time and resources on this mission because, again, I think it is the most important battle we're facing. You know, to that point, uh, a friend of mine whose family came uh, from Germany in the beginning of the 20th century, he sent me a picture that he found in his family archives, and it was of a young girl uh, uh probably around the age of six or seven, uh, with her hand raised in a Nazi salute. And I assume it was his mother. Uh, and he said to me when he sent me that photograph, he said, my mother uh, and grandmother got out just in time. This is what happens when the government indoctrinates instead of educates. That picture was so powerful just to see that young girl who had no particular information about what that salute really meant in her hand raised in a, in a Nazi salute. And, you're, and he was right. It was indoctrination instead of education. And he was so fortunate that his mother and grandmother did get out uh, just in time. Yeah. So, and, and that's been not just the Nazis. It's been you know the the communists. The totalitarians basically for a hundred years now have understood that the fastest and most efficient way to gain and maintain control over a population is to brainwash the next generation. Uh, Adolf Hitler talked about it in his books. Um, he actually was quoted during the um, the infamous trials afterwards, the Nuremberg trials. He was quoted as saying, uh, "Whoever owns or whoever gains the youth owns the future." He was exactly right. And uh, you know, you, you look around at all these revolutions that have happened. You look at what happened in China under Mao. You look at what happened in the Soviet Union. You look at what happened in, in Cambodia. In every case, they went for the schools, right? Yeah, the armies, the guns were important, but really, they went for the schools, brainwashed the kids. And once you've got a, the minds of a generation. Trying to break that becomes almost impossible. So, Alex, in America today, we're really on the precipice of losing our constitutional republic and the natural law rights that it is supposed to secure and protect for all of us. And so we need to discuss uh, what the future holds for us. Uh, in doing so, uh, first of all, I think it's kind of important uh, I've been thinking very, I've been thinking about this very, very hard because I wanted to make sure we covered what we needed to cover. And so the first thing that we really need to do, and when I was thinking about it, the movie Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid came to mind. And every, all throughout the movie, uh, Paul Newman, uh, and Robert Redford would look at each other and they'd say, who are those guys? And that's really the first question. When we talk about the left, who are those guys? Who are we talking about? Who are our enemies? That is a brilliant question, Dr. Dan. And uh, with that question in mind, I actually wrote a book that I published uh, just a couple of years ago, uh, Deep State, the Invisible Government Behind the Scenes, because you, you hear a lot of people talk about they 
they and them, right? They are doing this. They are doing that. Well, who is the they? Who is the them? And I think we need to recognize that there's multiple layers here, right? Um, your, your average Joe Biden voter across the street or down the block from you uh, is not your enemy. This is typically somebody who was brainwashed in a government school, uh, might have been further radicalized in a, in a college brainwash camp, and then is sitting there watching CNN or MSNBC. If they had access to true information, they would very rapidly rapidly abandon their former beliefs and would come to more sensible conclusions, at least among the older generations. And so what we're dealing with here is is a multifaceted enemy. Now, we talk about the left, and I do think there is um, an element of the quote-unquote left to the enemy that we are facing. And, and by enemy, I'm talking about the enemy of our republic, the enemy of our freedoms, the enemy of our families, uh, the people who quite literally want to destroy civilization and make us slaves, at least make the survivors slave. Slaves, And so you do have the left. Um, a lot of these people are useful idiots, as uh, the communists uh, infamously referred to them, in that they have been convinced to try to tear down what exists or what existed with a phony promise, a, a demonstrably phony promise of some sort of utopia where equality will reign supreme and there will be abundance and nobody will be hungry and everybody will be treated fairly and all these kinds of things. Uh, and some of these promises are quite appealing, right? I, I mean, it, we all want uh, everybody to be well taken care of. We all want people to have food and uh, essentials, things like this. But of course, that is just a marketing gimmick, right? The, the people behind the scenes who are manipulating these useful idiots have no intention of actually creating a utopia for you and they don't even believe in this silly utopia they believe in power and so we need to re- we need to make a, a, a sharp distinction between the useful idiots who've been manipulated into believing these things and the real evildoers behind the scenes who are doing the manipulating. These are not people who are necessarily idealistic. Right? I don't believe for one second that Chairman Mao or Joseph Stalin or Paul Pot uh, truly believed in communism as an ideology. Communism was always a smokescreen. It was it was a pretext, right? First of all, to find useful idiots to join your cause and help you accomplish what you want to accomplish, which is seize power, seize control, seize wealth. Um, and, and secondly, to give your victims an intellectual justification for submitting. Right? Because if you just tell them, hey, you're all going to be my slaves now, nobody wants to voluntarily submit to that. But if you give them something that they can cling to, oh, well, you know, we're working toward a better society, whatever, then they can kind of intellectually justify to themselves submission to or surrender to this wicked system. And so when you get into, you know, who's really pulling the strings behind the scenes, and, and by the way, they, they manipulate conservatives and Republicans and, uh, and, and people who otherwise would be on our side of the ledger um, very, very frequently as well. We may be a little bit harder to manipulate, but we certainly fall victim to that a lot. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The rights to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Don't be the mischief!
People, I just love to hear that old man sing. Yeah, when I play the hoochie coochie man, I get joy in everything. Everything, everything, everything gonna be alright this morning. Once you hear Dr. Dan, weekends on WJRB 95.1 FM, you'll know he's right. Really, this is a nation that is built upon the concept of private property ownership. As a matter of fact, the right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Catch Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. and again Sundays at 2.30 p.m. and 7 p.m. on News Talk 95.1.